first trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood starring Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers is here. We'll give you the breakdown. Also, ICE officials are under fire for detaining an American-born citizen for nearly a month. And finally, an update on the Iowa government worker who supposedly was fired for listening to too much Tupac. That's all ahead. This is Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. Relevant Daily. It's Relevant Daily. Hey everyone, I'm Jesse Carey. Welcome to Relevant Daily, where we bring you what's happening at the intersection of faith and culture. All of those stories are coming up, but first, I want to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a clean landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or even an appealing online store, it's all possible with Squarespace. They have award-winning templates, customizable settings, and of course, powerful e-commerce tools. And right now, Squarespace is offering Relevant Daily listeners a special deal. Head over to squarespace.com slash relevant for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your site, use the offer code relevant to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash relevant. All right, to tell us about those stories, it's our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Tyler, how's it going, man? Hey, Jesse, good to have you back. Thanks, man. Good good to be back. Well, hey, let's jump right in. Uh, I feel like the, the thing that everyone's kind of been talking about lately, especially, you know, I was going through our Twitter replies um, from yesterday when I was out, and a lot of people are talking about this new trailer for the film, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Tyler, what can you tell us about the movie? Yeah, well, as you probably saw with the trailer yesterday, which uh, did which did very well, a lot of people watched it and had really positive reactions to it. It's the it's a movie in which one American icon, Tom Hanks, plays another American icon, Fred Rogers. And now, what's interesting is this movie just comes a little over a year after 2018's documentary, that "Won't You Be My Neighbor" movie, uh, which got rave reviews and confirmed that Mr. Rogers was every bit as gentle and loving as he appeared to be on TV. And now we get a, a movie biopic, sort of a fictionalized version of that story. It's being directed by Marielle Heller, and she's a good fit for a project like this. Uh, she directed critically beloved movies like Diary of a Teenage Girl and last year's Can You Ever Forgive Me? And a fun fact, she's also married to Jorma Tarcone, a member of The Lonely Island who directed Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. So uh, lots of talent in that in that family. Yeah, well, there you go. In case you're, you know, get a really hard one at trivia night this week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they have the answer. So, uh, you know, Tyler, I, from what I understand, this isn't really a straightforward biopic and actually, uh, you know, has some interesting implications for faith audiences. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about what the plot of the movie is actually about? Right. So the the movie is going to be loosely based on the true story of a guy named Tom Junod. He's a writer who was assigned to profile Fred Rogers for Esquire back in the 90s. Junod admits that at the time he was pretty jaded and cynical and he really didn't buy into Roger's whole thing. Uh, but as he worked with Fred Rogers for the profile, the two formed a friendship and, and Junot was actually won over by Roger's authenticity. Credits Fred Rogers with changing his life and helping him to appreciate the his family and the world around him a lot more. You can actually read that piece online for free at Esquire. It's called Can You Say Hero? Um, and then in addition to Hanks, the movie also stars Matthew Rice from The Americans as Junod and uh, Susan Kalichi Watson as his wife. I'm looking forward to it and we'll definitely be covering it at Relevant as best as we're able. Hopefully, hopefully maybe even get uh, some inside stories with some members of the cast there. 
Yeah, it's, you know, I, I think a, a lot of people who are familiar with Fred Rogers know that he was also a minister, Presbyterian. Mm-hmm. Presbyterian. Or, yeah, an ordained Presbyterian minister. And, you know, if you read that profile, that Esquire profile, which, I you know, Tyler, you and I, you know, work a lot in magazine feature writing. That's on a short list of profiles that I think a lot of young journalists are told to read, uh, you know, for an interesting approach to... Uh, a feature writing, but in that piece, you can really see the role that faith played in Fred Rogers' life, faith and prayer, and, and kind of these daily, almost like liturgical disciplines he has, and how impactful they were for the, a writer who, you know, as you kind of said, he, you know, kind of admitted coming into the piece a little bit cynical. Yeah, very uh, definitely a very unique individual, a, a very quirky individual. But but really, uh, as I think everybody is aware, this isn't a hot take or anything. You can't say too many good things about Mister Rogers. He he was one hundred percent the real deal. Yeah, for sure. All right, Tyler. Next up, uh, this one is a concerning, uh, you know, frightening story. Frankly, an American citizen, someone who's born in the United States, has been detained by ICE for almost a month right now. Tell, tell mm-hmm. us what's going on. Yeah, so this story comes from the Dallas Morning News, and they're investigating the case of a guy named Francisco Irwin Galicia. He's an 18-year-old American citizen. He was born in Dallas, Texas, and he's been in ICE custody for the last three weeks, according to his attorney, Claudia Galen. Uh, Galicia's mother is named San Juana, and she says she's provided ICE officials with multiple documents proving her son's citizenship, including his birth certificate, but to no avail. So what happened was, according to the family, Galicia was traveling with a group of friends, including his 17-year-old brother, Marlon, who does not have legal immigration status. The group was stopped at a border checkpoint, and Marlon was asked to provide proof of citizenship, and he didn't have any. But his brother, Galicia, did have his Texas ID, which can only be obtained via a social security number. Nevertheless, both brothers were detained by ICE. Marlon was convinced to sign a voluntary deportation form after two days in detention, but Francisco wasn't able to use a phone for the the first three weeks of his detention and was transported to a different facility where he's able to make collect calls to his mother, who has been fighting to get her son released ever since. Charlie, do we know why he's being held in the first place? Well, we've got just a few clues. The Dallas Morning News did review Francisco's birth certificate and was able to confirm its authenticity. Francisco's mother says she also showed ICE officials a certificate she received from the Dallas hospital where her son was born, along with his school ID and proof of insurance. ICE did not respond to the paper's request for comment. Now, reporters from the Washington Post say they believe that a U.S. tourist visa that was filled in Francisco's name while he was still a minor may be a cause of the confusion, but that right now is to speculation has detaining american citizens like this is this even heard of like is this something that's happened frequently in the past tyler uh more than you might think actually uh los angeles times investigation found that uh, 1480 cases uh in which ice has been forced to release from one who they detained uh incorrectly uh and this news comes as the trump administration has dramatically expanded the authority of u.s officials to quickly arrest and deport undocumented immigrants anywhere in the u.s without going before a judge or providing an attorney like Francisco had here. In the past, this expedited deportation only applied to allegedly undocumented immigrants picked up within 100 miles of the border who were unable to prove they'd been in the country for more than two weeks. Under this new policy, which goes into effect today, Tuesday, ICE officials will have the authority to fast-track deportation for persons anywhere in the country who are unable to prove to the satisfaction of an immigration officer that they have been physically present in the United States continuously 
for the two-year period immediately preceding the arrest. So this uh, this case of Francisco goes to show some of the complications and some concerning complications that could come from this new expansion of ICE authority. Yeah, definitely a story we'll need to keep an eye on. Tyler, and finally, uh, <laughs> we brought you a story a couple weeks ago about a government employee who was allegedly fired for being too big of a fan of Tupac. He was mm-hmm. emailing his colleagues. Uh, he would have Tupac dance parties and things of that nature in his office. And at some point, it just beca- enough became enough for the city after they got a, 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 another mass email uh, featuring Tupac lyrics. Now there's an update. Tyler, what can you tell us about our friend Jerry Foxhoven? <laughs> yeah, so to really get this story, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you need to unfortunately visualize or perhaps Google Jerry Foxhoven himself to see what he looks like because he looks like a very kindly, sweet 66-year-old white guy who works in He looks exactly what you think an Iowa D- Department of Human Services director would look like, which is what he was, until he was asked to step down by Iowa's governor, Kim Reynolds, last month. Now, Reynolds had declined to give a reason for Foxhoven's ouster, but most people speculated that it was because he was just too incessant with his love of Tupac. Uh, he had hosted Tupac Fridays in his office. He sent emails with inspirational Tupac lyrics. He had a Tupac-themed birthday party in the office. And the workday before he was let go, he sent a company-wide email commemorating Tupac's birthday. So that was the reason that many, including us, speculated that he'd been asked to let go. But now, it appears there might be something more sinister afoot Jesse, Uh-oh. Foxhoven told reporters that he has spoken with the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Iowa State Auditor about his resignation. He wasn't willing to go into too many details, but when pressed by reporters, Foxhoven would only say that Reynolds asked him to do something that he thought was illegal. And when he refused, they told him he would have to resign. The governor's office has denied these allegations, but obviously there is more to the story here than was originally reported by us, and we'll try to keep you abreast of all the developments happening here. What a development. (laughs) (laughs) Something illegal. Wow, hey, keep an eye out for it. Well, Tyler, thanks, man. Thanks, Jesse. To read more about those stories and everything else we're covering, make sure to head over to relevantmagazine.com. We got a ton of great content out the last couple days. Be sure to go and check it out. You can also see uh, another trailer of another biopic of Harriet Tubman that's uh, coming to theater soon. And the trailer really kind of gives a glimpse at the role that Faith will play in the movie, so you want to check that out. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, Facebook, on Instagram, and be sure to subscribe to all of our other podcasts and get the print magazine. And don't forget, we're here every weekday bringing you the latest at the intersection of faith and culture. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is Roman Daily. Daily.